Welcome to the Beanball, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. My name is Joey Price. And my name is Brady O'Callaghan. And we are excited to be with you this afternoon and evening or morning. It depends on when you're listening to it. That's the beauty of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a little Around the Horn episode. Uh, those are the episodes where it's kind of just the two of us and we ping pong around um, a few different topics of the day that we're curious about yeah we will have a guest uh for a brief segment yeah. towards the end. a very special guest a very special guest my father lloyd price will be joining us later in the episode to talk about how the season is going and um to explain a little bit of um you know a a, a little bit of a weird baseball thing i can't wait it's gonna be a good time uh but first as always let's talk about the news Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Trevor Bauer had a little bit of a meltdown. Yeah. The Cleveland pitcher uh, had a bit of a rough outing, um, and it got a whole lot rougher. And naturally, the thing that you do is you're going to take that pitcher out. Mm -hmm. So Terry Francona starts walking out to take him out. Trevor Bauer turns around and chucks the ball into center field. Yeah. I, I don't know if it cleared the fence, but it was chucked. Yeah, huge, huge, huge <laughs> red-faced bratty move yeah. on Bauer's part. And then he kind of immediately did a mea culpa to Francona. Imme- uh, immediately looked and was like, hey, my bad. Yeah, did you see the clip of uh, Francona? He walked out there and immediately yeah. just said, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? Yes, yeah. And Bauer immediately apologized. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, you know, Bauer is... Uh, your classic kind of hothead pitcher. This is not, uh, this is very much in line with how he behaves. I saw somebody tweet, Mike Petriello tweeted something about how, like, if uh, Machado or Puig did something like this, people would probably be calling for a suspension, which is absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, we're, uh, people are much more forgiving of Bauer for being a white player, uh, doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. The Cespedes family barbecue guys did a really great, funny reenactment of it. And I highly encourage you to look <laughs> I have that not up. seen that. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it comes at a real weird time that Cleveland is, you know, everyone is vastly approaching the trade deadline and Bauer has been rumored to be on the table. And the big concern with him from everyone is, will he fit in in the right. you know in the ball club in mm-hmm. the clubhouse? And I don't know too many people who would want to hang out with this sort of person. For sure not. Uh, are they looking to? I mean, they're in the hunt. So do they want to trade him but get back like win now value? Is that the hope? I you know? think it might be the hope. Um, you know, because hopefully Kluber will be back mm-hmm. and maybe Carrasco. Yeah. So like if if they if their rotation looks kind of short shorn up, I guess maybe getting more offense or bullpen stuff. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. Um in a very surprising move, the New York Mets traded for uh Blue Jays pitcher, uh Marcus Stroman who is a really good pitcher, all-star pitcher this year. Uh, the it's, it's surprising because the Mets were kind of thought to be out of the hunt and not looking to trade to get better now. Um, and so it, it 
it is a little bit of a shock. Nobody really knows what the Mets are up to. This could signal that they're getting this piece in order to trade other pieces of theirs, like their star pitcher, Noah Syndergaard. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, fan and a former guest on the pod, friend of the pod, if you will, Jesse Lee and I were talking about this, and he was saying that uh, he thinks maybe they took Stroman to uh, make it take one of an elite pitcher out of the conversation to sort of up the stock mm-hmm. value of Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they get a little bit more back. Stroman is also uh, he's uh, not a free agent until the end of next season. So they have him for a year and a half, and if they expect they might be kind of good next year, he'd be a good player for them to have next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the alternative is that they start the next season with one of the strongest pitching rotations in right. baseball. Right, so it's not not a crazy thing. Yeah. Um, and just we like to do this on these episodes, a quick standings check-in. Uh, not much has changed. Um, the Central, the NL Central, is still kind of the closest, tightest, most interesting race here. The Cubs and the Cardinals are tied for first, and the Brewers are only one game behind. So that is shaping up to be something that we will want to pay attention to. Um, you know, uh, and then obviously uh, Cleveland and the Twins are within two games of each other. So that looks uh, like it might come down to the wire as well. Uh, and then, um, you know, my Giants are well behind in the division, but kind of clawing their way up through the wild card, and who knows what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun end of the season for yeah, sure. there's a few fun races here. Boston was in second place in the AL East for, you know, maybe 24 hours, which was very surprising. Mm-hmm. I mean, that race has tightened a little bit be- because Boston uh, took, what, three of four from the Yankees this past weekend? So they clobbered Yeah, they them. absolutely destroyed them. So I think that, like... You know, the Yankees are going to win that division probably, but it's not crazy to think that that could get a little bit more exciting. Yeah, hopefully it does. Yeah. And that's the news. That's it. That's everything that happened. Nothing else happened. Uh, Brady, you kind of did a fun thing that I have yet to do this past week. Um, Sure. Do you want to talk about it? It's on our notes, so I I don't know if that means that you are... Oh, I put it in there. I have thoughts. Okay. Um, So... Uh, MLB and YouTube came to some agreement this year where YouTube will start showing you know, live streams of maybe it's just a game a week. Um, maybe it's a game a night. I don't know. But it just so happened to be uh, Cleveland play, uh, playing Blue Jays, I, I think it was. Um, yeah, just a, a live game. And... First of all, I was a little bit annoyed uh-huh. right out the gate because <laughs> I pay the money for that MLB at bat mm-hmm. app. I'm trying to watch it through that. Mm-hmm. It's telling me I can't. Mm-hmm. I have to go to YouTube to do it. Mm-hmm. Facebook did this last year, too. There was a Facebook thing where you, well, a game a week was on Facebook. And if you had that MLB at bat, and I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook either. I'm on YouTube, though. So Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Did you have to pay for it? No, I didn't have to pay for it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it, it's inconvenient for me, but <laughs> probably more convenient for uh, baseball fans at large. So it, props to them for that, it, bringing MLB games to a wider audience for free. That's great, especially if they're like out-of-network games. But 
you know, I, I want to hear my commentators, <laughs> uh, my guys. I want my guys calling the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that with YouTube. They got their own team of clowns. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. It was, it's just always a little um, yeah, unsettling to hear different voices call the game, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, I just like hearing the guys who know the team well and have their perspective. That's always fun. My big problem was they did these stupid, pandering, awful segments like in downtime where maybe there would be a commercial break. So, for example, they had one of their correspondents link up with Francisco Lindor and talk to him about walk-up music. Hey, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. We like that. We like that. We do that all the time. But it was edited like a stupid like i i hate to do this because i am one but like a millennial like reaction video with like weird zooms slow-mo for no reason Mm -hmm. just you know artwork and icons popping up all over the screen and they're just trying so desperately to be funny Mm -hmm. and it's not yeah it sucks they asked so they asked him like, oh, what do you like? And he's like, Bad Bunny, Daddy Yankee. Like, I, I change it up. It's all about, like, the feeling. And this guy, trying to be funny, is like, Miley Cyrus. And then they, he says it like that. And then they do a weird zoom in on him, play it in slow-mo, and put a picture of a wrecking ball up on screen. And it's like, I mean, fucking what? So what if it were? It doesn't matter. That's a good song. She has good songs. Yeah. And, you know, he's trying desperately to be funny. And Francisco Lindor, because he's cool and normal, is like, yeah, I mean, I'd have no problem with that. (laughs) I haven't had, like, Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift, but sure, you know, if the feeling's right, it's fine. And it just continued. It was probably only, like, 30 seconds. I hated every second of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, uh, it's tough because I am... I, I, I'm in favor of them doing something that is almost this, right? Like something that's a little bit more inventive, f- trying to appeal to a wider audience, yeah. messing around with the form a little bit, experimenting a little bit, right? Like that's all good. Um, but yeah, for it to be kind of like so pandering, I think is, is, is what sucks. About yeah, it. it's not the way to go. I yeah. do think my other maybe issue with it is that it wasn't trying really the, besides these stupid segments the broadcast wasn't really trying to do anything new mm-hmm. they i mean they even had like graphics and sound cues as if it were any other sports broadcast which i mean just make an agreement to broadcast the the normal broadcast on youtube yeah yeah Makes i don't sense. know i'm sure there's a bunch of copyright law and yeah, stuff that probably. i don't understand there but yeah I guess it's fine, but yeah, not for me. Sure, maybe they'll figure it out. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I uh, 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 about a month ago, a little less than that, I went to a um, St. Paul Saints game in St. Paul, Minnesota. This is an indie team, so they're completely uh, they're unaffiliated with Major League Baseball, uh, and um, uh, it you know it was great. It was like going to a minor league game, about an eight thousand seat. Uh, stadium, uh, very full. Uh, it was their big July 4th 
celebration. So after the game, they um, brought on a bunch of food trucks into like the warning track and you could go on the field and like buy food and hang out in the outfield and watch fireworks and stuff. That's amazing. That sounds so cool. Really, really cool and fun. Um, yeah, it was a really good time. Um, the main thing I want to focus on, it was like the entertainment there. And I guess this actually corresponds to the pandering nature of it. So they, you know, I guess it like, they want to find ways to like entertain the audience and they want to find ways that maybe they like give it a more hometown feel and personal feel than your typical major league baseball game. And so they had this, um, before okay, so red flags went up before the game. They brought on this cast of characters, and then also introduced the director of entertainment um, onto the field. And they just kind of introduced this. And the cast of characters was uh, two nerds, one man, uh, one woman. <laughs> nerd. They're just like character. There's like archetypes, I guess. Two nerds, a chef, sure, uh, a magician who I did not see do one magic trick the entire <laughs> game. Um, and a coach might have been a, a, there might have been another one. Oh, I think there was like a spy, like an international spy, um, who I didn't see do that much. And then just like throughout the game, they would just come and pester the crowd. Like that was really all of their job was, especially the nerds was just to like pester people trying to like get people clapping. Like the coach would go in the dugout and like scream and like stuff like that and get people yeah. clapping and stuff like that. But oftentimes it was just like, then like there'd be some chant and the nerds would mess it up because they're nerds and stuff like that. Bunch and, of dweebs. Yeah, it was bad. It really was a, a, a turnoff from the rest of the game, especially because in the middle of the innings, between innings, they would do entertainment stuff on the field that was like pretty fun. It was stupid, but they would just have like people from the crowd come out and like do a stupid game. You know, oh, so oh, like standard baseball, yes, yes entertainment. exactly. Like they did all that stuff, and all that they like had a guy in, um, like a a, a bubble, a plastic bubble, like mm-hmm. bowl himself. Oh, <laughs> you know, great. so like, yeah, it's like, yes, do all of that stuff. That stuff is really fun. Yeah, their mascot that is a hot dog race. That's yes, classic. Exactly. Their mascot was like a little pig, an actual pig, and they would have her come out and deliver the balls to the umpire. When That's the, the best <laughs> yes. thing I've ever heard. So all of it was all of this uh, director of entertainment is doing a good job, except for like the thing that he's getting the most credit for, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is absolutely terrible. And so I, uh, I just, I, I hope that they maybe figure that out. I, at the same time, I feel bad for saying that because it is, it, it's employing like, sure performers here's the thing as you're describing it it sounds like it could have a lot of potential to me this sounds to me like sleep no more interactive theater (laughs) but for baseball i think that could be very cool yeah i think if they if they leaned into it being a little bit weirder or a little honestly like a little bit more like maybe it was less intrusive or something like that and it was more like the audience could maybe choose to interact and it was maybe less caricature based on nothing related to baseball, right? Like none of those characters that I just laid out have anything to do with baseball. So maybe if it was like, if it made a little bit more sense, it would work. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. uh, What you just said, I like. Yeah. I think it really just sunk in that none of these, (laughs) they're archetypes, but for nothing to do with baseball. A chef? Why? (laughs) That's, who knows? Yeah. 
And I don't know if there was maybe stuff that I missed. Maybe the magician was doing magic. Maybe the chef was somehow affiliated with some of the food that was being served. Maybe this international man of mystery was like doing acrobatics or something. I have no idea. But like it, it really did not make we sense. We got to dig into the canon. If you, if you know anything about the backstories of any of these St. Paul saints. Please let us know. I'll tell you, all I know is that the nerd, all the nerds were doing was bothering everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like a, ooh, that sounds like a rough gig. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I did not feel good for them. Oh, um, oh wow. But well, anyway. Sounds I, like a fun game. It was really fun. And um, yeah, I, I, I can't recommend, as you, you went to the game in Columbus. Yeah. Going to those kinds, these kinds of games, I think, show you a little bit more of maybe what baseball should be in a way, or like an, a, uh, an experience with baseball that's a little bit more unique and a little bit more personal. Yeah. And I really, really like that. And this that. was an indie team, right? Yes. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, maybe they have to just try a little bit harder to get people in the seats. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yep. Let's uh, move on to another favorite Around the Horn segment. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk some baseball glossary. Yeah. Where we talk... Some of our favorite slang terminology, some of the stuff that, you know, if your announcer says this stuff, you might have no idea what they're talking about. Yep. But if you do know what they're talking about, ooh, baby, that's the stuff. Uh, ooh, baby, that's the stuff. Yeah. You want to kick it off? Sure, then? I'll kick it off. Um, first one I want to mention is uh, a, a loogie, L-O-O-G-Y. A loogie is an uh, acronym. Kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> it uh, stands for left-handed, one-out guy. So that Y comes from the Y of guy. Um, and it's I a... I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, it is a, um, a relief pitcher who is left-handed, who comes in to face one single batter, and they get that batter out, and then they're done for the game. That is what their job is. That's great. Yep. It's, I love anything that's so hyper-specific. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before. That's perfect. Yeah. They are um, probably seeing the end of the... Well, I, I think Major League Baseball hopes next season to implement a new rule where pitchers will have to face three batters, Yeah, I think. Uh, so that could be the end of a loogie. Um, but for the last, I would say, 20 years or so... Every team has had one. Like, yeah. they have been a staple of your bullpen. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. I don't know how I feel about... I think we talked about the rule change before. Yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever. It's whatever. That one I don't... The game changes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll miss Loogie, though. We will miss Loogie. R.I.P. Loogie. <laughs> if, if the change does happen, maybe we'll devote an entire episode to um, the Loogie Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. We could. Yeah. All right. Uh... I'll hit you with one. We're going to talk Tabasco. Mm-hmm. Um, if a pitcher puts some Tabasco on it, that just means he's adding a little extra heat. Mm-hmm. He's putting a little extra heat, pitching a little bit faster, and that's what makes the difference. That's very good. Just like Tabasco. I love that. <laughs> yeah, just it's a so little simple. extra heat. Yeah, just a little dab. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, that's really good. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um. All right, I got one here. A long strike. I have no idea what this a is. A long strike is a very f- 
is a foul ball that is hit really far. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. It's really, really good. It's really stupid. Yeah. And it's like, you hear it mostly on those ones that like go close to being like a fair ball home run, like just to the foul side of the uh, foul ball. Yeah. You'll hear an announcer be like, oh, it was a long strike. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> and that's such a, not, it, I don't want to say like demeaning, but it, it, it just like really just, it, it's very humbling. It's a humbling <laughs> yes. way to do it. Yeah. It's like, hey, great effort. Hey, it's still a strike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Uh, my next one is window shopping. I don't know what this one is. It's perfect. Um, if someone says uh, you, you were window shopping or got caught window shopping, it means you got caught looking at a third strike. <laughs> you struck out looking. <laughs> Meaning you're not there to buy. <laughs> you're not swinging. You're just looking. It's also like, I feel like, uh, it's so funny. I feel like with window shopping, you usually kind of like what you see a little bit. So oh, there, yeah. So there's that element of it, too. Yeah. Where it's like, I did like that pitch. For sure. And it's something that, you know, you might get home at the end of the night. And you're like, yeah, I really should have gotten that. <laughs> I hope it's there tomorrow. <laughs> you have to imagine these batters anytime they look at a called third strike they're thinking jesus if i could have that back yeah and just swing yeah for sure you hear that you see uh announcers say that sometimes too if like a batter barely misses one or something like that they'll be like he wishes he had that one back no oh, yeah yeah, yeah. that's they probably great. do i'm sure they do um all right last one uh is a, a mop-up or a mop-up guy that's mm-hmm. basically a, another reliever who is not good and is just coming in because the team is losing by a ton and they just need a guy out there to mop up. And they don't care how well he does. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a huge, huge mess. <laughs> yes. And it, the thing about mopping is at some point you're just kind of spreading it around. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How clean can it really get? <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll see like position players will often fulfill a mop up guy kind of role too nowadays. Yeah. And we love to see that. That's always position fun. Players pitching is great. Pablo Sandoval, notoriously very good pitcher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just, yeah, we, these terms, every time we do one of these episodes and we like look through terms, it's so easy to find there. It's so easy to find ones that I'm like, Oh, great. Yeah, I want to talk about this one. Yep. Like, there's just so many of them. Yeah, and I incorporate it into my vernacular when I talk. Uh-huh. I can't tell you how many times I'm just like, can of corn? Oh, yeah, it's a can of corn. I referred to something as the show recently. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I don't know. If if y'all have a favorite baseball term that we've never discussed, please let us know. Oh, we'd love to talk about it. If you're watching a broadcast someday and you're like, what does that mean? Please email us. Yeah. The Beanball Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Yeah. All right. So uh, we are joined today by a longtime listener and longtime father. Wow. (laughs) Lloyd Price. (laughs) My father, my dad. Hi, dad. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us uh, this evening, afternoon for you. How's everything going? My pleasure. Yeah, great. Fine. Another beautiful day in San Diego, 75 degrees, wind, cooling breeze out of the west, no humidity. 
It's perfect. Here. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it sounds much better than over here. It's hot as hell. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Dad, you are a, uh, a San Diego Padres fan. Been one for years. Uh, you failed to instill that bug in me um, for probably for for my uh, for I probably have better mental health because of it. Uh, you failed. <laughs> you failed to pick up on it. You're the failure. <laughs> but uh, how how's the season been going for you? Well, about as expected for. For uh, our heroes down here, <laughs> is to say at the beginning of the season, everybody was touting the new face of the Padres, and I said that they are much more interesting, but they're not going to go anywhere because they got a bunch of rookie pitchers, and their pitching is not going to hold up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, so far, have been pretty right, but but in terms of excitement. Wow, they're exciting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was watching this past series. I don't know if you did, but I, just to remind you, the Giants, um, you know, beat the Padres. Uh, <laughs> Bite me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, every time uh, Tatis came up, it was so exciting. He is, oh, he's, he's, I mean, he's what crazy. a, yeah, what a fun player to have on your team. Oh, yeah. And with Machado, you know, next to him at third base, the left side of the infield is just, you know, mm-hmm. nothing goes through there. Yeah. I mean, they're unbelievable, the two of them together. Yeah. So you talk about um, rookie pitching. You have Chris Paddock, who I would say has sort of maintained. He's been great all season. Well, he, he, was, he was really good to be in the beginning. Then he kind of then he kind of took a nosedive for a while. Yeah, they sent him back down, right? For a- um. Did they send Paddock? I guess they did briefly. Yeah. yeah. But he, to me, he made an unpardonable uh, judgment by r- kind of tearing into, uh, uh, who's that guy on the Mets, the first baseman? Who's Alonzo. A great rookie? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a Pete whole Alonzo, thing. Yeah. He took, because Alonzo won, won rookie of the month in yeah. April and May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or, or March and April, he took it personally. He was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What a Yahoo! <laughs> I mean, he's a typical Texas redneck. Yeah, you know? for sure. I, it, that's awful. I, I mean, you know, I your agree. First months in the majors, and you're going to go after this guy personally because. He had an even better month than you did. Yeah, and and he probably did. I mean, Alonzo's been so good this season. Yeah, he's been incredible. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I'm personally fighting for Paddock because he's on my fantasy team. So I'm, oh, I'll, I'll go to I'll go to bat for him any day. <laughs> Alonzo, but can, you know, yeah, he's, he's been good. Alonzo's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah Alonzo's great. Um. All right, so Dad, uh, uh, every this is uh, one of these around the horn episodes where we kind of just like talk about a bunch of different stuff. Uh-huh. And um, one of those things that we usually talk about is that we like to explain a confusing aspect of baseball, okay? Uh, okay. And so today we're going to explain the designated hitter. So I, your, your opinions about the designated hitter are known on this podcast, and I'd just like you to give us the opportunity to just explain what it is before you kind of, you know, we'll give you time. 
You'll have you your moment. Me, wait, you want me to explain? No, no, no. We we can we can explain it, but oh, okay. You know, try to be as impartial during this explanation as possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that should give our listeners oh, a little oh, cue as to. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to. I, I just want to say one thing. Okay. Uh huh. To to Brady. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because you well. Both of you have remarked, and I agree, uh, about how much you hate the Yankees. Yes. Yeah. And to me, hating the Yankees is really about the best thing about being a baseball fan. <laughs> I love that. But on this date, so July 29th in 1928, okay? Uh-huh. The Cleveland Indians, or baseball team, as you say. Thank you for observing our rule. <laughs> which I think is ridiculous, but that's okay. <laughs> Scored as such a thing as being too woke. Uh, <laughs> the Cleveland Indians scored eight runs in the first inning and nine more in the second inning and went on to beat the New York Yankees 24 to 6. Wow. You've made my day. <laughs> I love this so much. Huh? I love 24 it. Twenty-four to six. That'll That's probably great. happen again this season, Brady. I think so too. I'm going to see the Yankees with Joe over here and our yeah. good pal Francis, and I, I expect a twenty-four to six victory. <laughs> well, I will keep a good thought on that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, okay, so the designated hitter. The designated hitter yes. is a position in uh, the American League. It is only in the American League. It is not in the National League, and it is Hooray. a. <laughs> and it's a player who does not play in uh, does not play a defensive position, and they only bat. And they bat in the position in the lineup uh, for the pitcher. So the pitcher of this team does not bat, and instead the designated hitter bats. I guess technically the pitcher could bat if the team wanted to do right, that yeah, and wanted yeah. to bench somebody else, but. I don't know if that's how much that really happens. Um, and the reason that it started was, uh, you know, baseball teams, they started noticing that pitchers were uh, being placed on teams specifically because they were good pitchers, not because they could hit the ball at all. And so they said, <laughs> nobody wants to hit, see a pitcher hit the ball. We'll have a different player come in who just bats in their stead. I want to see the pitcher hit yeah. the ball. Okay, we that we asked you to just give us a couple of minutes here. Okay? We're gonna let you loose. <laughs> We're gonna let you off the chain, and you can say anything you want. Uh, so this rule came into effect in the seventies, seventy three, seventy two, seventy three. Yep. And um, the National League did consider adopting it in the early eighties. Um, and I read the, the, uh, there's a little Wikipedia thing about this. It was expected to pass. And then there was a little bit of a weird thing about when the rule would be implemented. And so the Phillies who the Phillies vice president could not get in touch with the owner. So did not know how he should vote. So he decided to abstain and the pirates, uh, GM was told before the vote to vote. However, the Phillies voted. So he abstained. (laughs) Uh, and so then it did not pass. Um, incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, so there has not been a vote since that. Um, there has always been talk about when will the national league adopt the DH It never, the talk is never about the AL getting rid of the DH. Don't think that will happen. Yeah. Um, so So anyway, that's the rule. That's the rule. 
that's the only difference between the American League and the National League. A lot of people oh. think that the same rules uh, apply across the board. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, I think that's the only difference. <laughs> and Could be. Yeah. yeah. And so, Dad, how, what are your feelings on the designated hitter? Uh, my feeling is that, one feeling is that had the designated hitter gone into effect in a different year, that year would have been a total bust for the entire world. But because 1973 was the year that, my, uh, that your lovely mother married me, <laughs> then the year was like an, it was an okay year. But okay, <laughs> that's a strong argument. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we were we were Oakland A's fans in 1973 when they were, we were living in Oakland, and they were in their really you know unlikely run mm-hmm. of three consecutive World Series victories, and so I found it really sad when this happened because. I hated it. Yeah. What, so, what, what don't you like about it? Well, it completely changes the game in terms of tactics and strategy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes the manager just kind of, I don't know what, a functionary of, <laughs> you know, filling in, filling in blanks on the, on the scorecard. You know, he doesn't. The American League managers, it, it's like that movie uh, about uh, about the Minnesota Twins. A kid inherits oh. a team, decides to become the manager. Little Big League. Yeah. Little Big League, right. And his friends say, well, gosh, you know, how, you can't be a manager. How can you do that? And he says, well, it's the American League. They have the designated hitter. How hard can it be? <laughs> Another strong argument. I love that. And... I like seeing the pitcher's bat. I think it's great when a pitcher comes up and he gets a hit or he lays down a great bunt. Yeah, I, I will I agree. Like it. Yeah, I, I like, like that. It. I like that too. I agree. I think there is you more know? romance to romance in baseball to a, a pitcher who is not expected to do well at all at the plate to suddenly, oh man, if they hit a home run, that's the best. Bartolo Colon hitting a home run. <laughs> That's a top 10 baseball memory. God, it must have taken him years to yes, get around the I, bases. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. But, you know, I like, I, like the, I like the idea of there being kind of more chance in baseball. And that, so that has to do with where are you in the batting order when, when you start a rally, okay? So you get a couple of guys on base, and uh oh, the pitcher's coming up, mm-hmm. as opposed to the ninth guy in the order is coming up. Yeah, you know, or yeah. if you get the you know the top of the order on base, then you don't deal with it. Yeah, but the bottom of the order, okay, then you got to make some decisions. Yeah, the the manager right? has to decide whether or not to keep the pitcher in. Yeah, is the, yeah. is the pitcher going to hit? Is yeah, he not, you know, it's a one to nothing game, and mm-hmm. it's in the it's in the sixth or seventh inning what do you do yeah you know one thing well that's there's no you know there's nothing like that in the american league now yeah so i think it's really 
a weaker form of baseball. Here's what I'll say in defense of this. I love seeing a big boy hit a <laughs> big bat, hit that ball very far, and that's all the DH is responsible for. Brady, you're from frickin' Cleveland. Yep. You don't know anything about real baseball. You have grown up your entire life with the designated hitter. Uh, I mean, that's very true. <laughs> and I've seen some really great dingers in my day. Sure. You know? Jim Tomey. Oh, what a sweet <laughs> corn-fed boy. Yeah, he was great. He was really great. Yeah, I really I- like Jim Tomey. I really like uh, Big Poppy. Sure. Okay? Yeah. I have no opinion of Edgar Martinez uh, <laughs> at all, except other than that, he really should not be in the Hall of Fame because, you know, he's a specialist. He was a specialist. Okay? Sure. It, it's, um, baseball is sort of like, it's a liberal arts sport. You know, you got to be able to do a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I- know, and that's not, it's not like football. You know, where everybody has this very specialized thing they have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I just think it's more rewarding to make that the case, to yeah. not have this one guy who, by the way, is very much protected from injuries. And also, by the way, he's maybe old and overweight like I am. So he, <laughs> you know... He doesn't, you know, he's not going to play defense, but he's going to get another 10 years or five years in his career. And that's where I think that's where the problem lies is at the players union. And I have nothing against the players union. They're sitting on that. They want that to happen. Yeah, it is. It is ultimately good for the players to have this position in there, essentially. Yeah. The players as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, if you have a guy like that, you got to decide, okay, is he, is he good enough on offense that we'll play him on defense mm-hmm. and hide him somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, is he not? I mean, Martinez, you know, he had a couple of pretty serious injuries, I believe, early in his career. So, you know, what's the easy thing to do? Okay, he just bats. Yeah. Well, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It does seem kind of arbitrary to draw the line at one, you know, defensive position uh, being purely defensive and then having a purely offensive position. Why don't you just have a defensive team and an offensive team like well, in football, you know? Right. Exactly. That's that's kind of what the designated hitter ultimately leads to. Yeah. You know, exactly. An offensive team and a defensive team. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's not baseball. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's baseball to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really sorry for you. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I ever want. As a Cleveland fan, that's all I ever want. <sighs> well, Dad, uh, before we sign off, is there anything um, you know that you were really hoping to say on this podcast? Anything you, know? you want to plug? <laughs> yeah, anything you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> really terrible walk-up music. <laughs> okay, yeah. Perfect. That's a perfect note. Yeah. All right, that's good to know. That's good, good to listening know. listening to you guys. Your <laughs> least favorite segment is the, is the, I would say, our listener's favorite segment. Yeah, that probably. No, no, no. I think it's kind of oh, fun. Okay, I, just, okay, yeah. I just think the music is horrible. <laughs> 
mean, lot of the music is bad. Seriously. A lot of yeah, I know you're not a bad bunny fan. We know that for sure. <laughs> we'll definitely lot. need to. I want you to think on uh, what music you would play as your walk up <laughs> music, and you'll have to let us know. We'll we'll have you back on to give us your pick. Yeah, it's probably you a, wouldn't even know any of these people. It's probably a Louis Armstrong <laughs> song. I would bet. Or that could be one. Sure, Muddy Waters. Sure. Well. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely some uh, a specific vibe you're going yeah, for. Yeah, it's, get, it. it's getting the crowd pumped up for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks, Dad. We really appreciate this. Yeah, this was really thanks, fun. Lloyd. Pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. We'll see you. The Bean Ball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Brad Mead. If you'd like to contact us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.